Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Ginny Longden. You can catch me on Absolute Radio Country. Just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. Download the free Absolute Radio app or find us on DAB Radio in the UK. Now, the Long Road Festival is the UK's largest outdoor celebration of country music, bringing some of the biggest and most exciting names in the genre together for a weekend of country, roots and Americana in the beautiful Leicestershire countryside. This year, I was lucky enough to sit down on a hay bale with the artist for a chat. Here's what happened. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Jenny Longdon on Absolute Radio Country and I'm very excited to be talking to a really exciting artist in country music. It's Alana Springsteen. Hi. What's up, Jenny? Hi. We saw you performing earlier. You are amazing. Oh, thank you so, so much. Y'all got a great view right here, right to the main stage. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We were saying, we were like, you get all the Cheryl Crow vibes going on. That's what we were getting. <laughs> First thing, I was like, that's the best compliment you could give me. I love that rock female girl power. It's freaking awesome. Amazing. Um, and so you were here earlier this year for C2C. Festival. How was that? It was my first time ever over to the UK. Wow. And I'm from a small town in Virginia Beach. So the fact that, you know, the songs that I was writing in my bedroom, like when I was nine, ten years old, have connected with well, connected me with fans all over the world is yeah. truly so mind blowing and beautiful. And I just fell in love with I fell in love with the UK. I fell in love with the fans out here. You guys truly ap- appreciate music in a different way. I've noticed that like the songwriting, like y'all really dig into the lyrics, you know the deep cuts, like and all of that makes me just bring so much more to these performances. So it's yeah. fun. We do, we do go deep with we it. Do. We're like real diehard fans. <laughs> um so you've been here twice in one year. Right. Is this now the start of regular visits over here? Safe to say that I'm constantly telling my team like when can I get out to the UK? When can I get to these other countries? Because yeah. there's just so much hunger for I feel like country music um, and these little pockets of fan bases starting everywhere and I'm truly meeting some of the best fans in the world doing this so my dream is like a headline tour out here like we're working on it oh yeah I'll I'll definitely be back ASAP amazing and so when did it first start when did you think right I'm gonna do this this is my dream I'm gonna make it happen as crazy as it sounds I feel like I have known since I was seven eight nine years old I love that I picked up the guitar when I was seven started writing songs when I was nine and I think it was that songwriting that really made me want to be an artist because songwriting is my therapy it's how I process emotions that I couldn't get out in words Mm -hmm. I'd say things in my songs that I couldn't say to my best friends and like family and from that I just realized that I could connect with people so much deeper through music and that's what made me want to be an artist Uh, so I begged my parents when I was 10 years old to take me to Nashville for the first time I knew just enough to know from other people's stories that Nashville was kind of where you had to be the second I got there I felt like I was with my people like songwriters artists people that truly appreciated what I did and we're passionate about the same thing so I moved there when I was 14 never looked back man like music has been my dream since day one and I'm just so lucky that it's become a reality was it overwhelming at 14 was it scary was it a lot how did you feel moving I feel like I had to grow up really quickly um Mm -hmm. but when you know in your heart what you're meant to do I think you have to pursue that with absolutely everything and I'm so grateful to have parents that poured into that and always like 
double down. They were they were the ones telling me, you can do this. You know, we see it and you can do this. Like whatever you put your mind to is possible. Yeah. Um, but there definitely were moments of like ups and downs, right? It's definitely a hard industry, but um, I just love it. Like perspective, I get to do what I love every single day and connect with people through this music. And that is beautiful. Even the hardest days are incredible because of that yeah and with your songwriting you said on stage earlier you performed a song and you said your ex rung you after he'd heard the song can you tell us that story I love it (laughs) so I wrote the song you don't deserve a country song and I've always written about my life um so I think the people that date me kind of know they know that they know I write songs about them they know um that that's going to end up coming out in the music but uh i went through a lot of heartbreak and for anyone who's been following my music since the history of breaking up eras you know and i just had to get those out those were the feelings that i needed to process um but coming out of that i started writing 20 something which i've been single for like a year and a half i'm so happy and for the first time i think i've really truly gotten to know myself and that's been the best thing ever because how can you love someone you don't know I think I was seeking external validation and all the wrong places but you don't deserve a country song was the first song that I wrote from a place of strength after all of those heartbreak songs and it was it wasn't really about him it was just kind of taking back my power and learning Mm. to trust myself again but I wrote that bridge intentionally because I was like he's gonna know (laughs) that I'm kind of like hinting at this through this bridge so of course, he reached out about two weeks after it came out. I was literally sitting in a Kroger parking lot, and I got texts from actually, like, all my exes. It wasn't just him. It was all of them because I don't say any names, and they're like, is this about me? And I'm like, you'd like to think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of asking for it. I mean, I'm not holding anything back from relationships to just personal things that I go through. Like, my fans get my entire heart. Yeah. So it is what it is. So you just mentioned your debut album, 20-something. Tell us a little bit about that album. 20-something has been literally my my experience so far, the first two years of my 20s, me working through all of that. Like I said, I've been single and just really felt like it was time to get to know myself truly. Um, and there's so many songs on here that just are vulnerable. I think it's the most honest that I've ever been, the most autobiographical. I have a song called Chameleon that dropped. Um, actually, a fan was just telling me, she watched the show and she was like, this song like has gotten me through so much and made me feel so much less alone. It's about how I have the ability to kind of shapeshift to people please. And I think we all kind of do that, whether it's a boyfriend or our parents or our best friends and the circles we're around. I think in your 20s, you're searching for like, who am I? And I'm so easily swayed by other people's opinions. So writing that song, I was like, I just need to get this out. And that was therapy in that way. I wrote a song about friendships and kind of the season of life where as you figure out who you are, your relationships with friends can change a lot and you can grow apart from some people you can grow closer to people but it doesn't make it any less beautiful and um, I wrote this song called When We Were Friends and this album has just been my journey so far and and I'm so happy to look back on these like on these songs and be like I've come a long way from messing it up was the first part of the album figuring it out was the second part the third part was getting it right and I think I processed my 20s in that way in all those phases what a great way to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there's um collaborations on there too Mitchell Tenpenny and Chris Stapleton I mean for me I'm obsessed with Chris Stapleton who isn't yeah right incredible how did they come about what was that like So Chris Stapleton, um, I wrote that song, Ghost in My Guitar, and instead of treating it like a traditional duet, I approached it as a duet between me and a guitar instead of a vocal. Um, 
And the guitar is really representing the ghost of my ex, like these nagging feelings that you think you've let go, but they still just kind of keep coming back and haunting you. And uh, immediately I was like, somebody so specific has to play this guitar because I wanted it to embody a lot of personality. I wanted it to take the place of a vocal in that track. And um, I played Crash My Playa. Chris was headlining that night and I'd never seen him live before but the second he picked up the guitar I was like this is the exact sound that I've been dreaming for this song um, so we got the song to him and I literally my phone was blowing up one day I got a call from everybody on my team they were like if you get a call today it's from Chris Stapleton because he's going in the studio to track guitars on this he loves it he believes in it and wants to be a part of it and I'm just so grateful I'm so grateful to him for taking a chance on me and it's still very surreal to see like our names next to each other on that song he just brought it to life so perfectly and I think a lot of people are fans of his and and obviously are coming to him because his vocals are amazing but people forget what a great musician he is apart from everything else like yeah. he plays and you know it's Chris Stapleton it's just yes. so identifiable um, so that was amazing and then Mitchell Tenpenny obviously we go way back like we wrote you don't deserve a country song together we met writing songs. He brought me out on tour with him, and we had so many great memories. And uh, when we wrote Goodbye Looks Good on You, it felt like a turning of the page for me because I've written a lot of breakup songs, and so has he, but they're always kind of like, I hate you, you hurt me, like bitter. But this song is about realizing that what what's meant for you will come to you and the rest you just need to let go and like wish them the best and move on so we wrote the song and it's done so many crazy things like the way people have connected even just now on stage like so many people singing back um and that is just wild to me it's so fun to watch it happen and i think people are just resonating with this narrative like manifesting mature breakups like we need more of this positivity in our lives i've never managed to manifest a mature one Girl, <laughs> real talk me either I, all my breakups have been so messy. So I think this is me going like, this is how I wish they could be. You could be the change here. No, exactly. this is good. I like exactly. it. <laughs> um, and you've recently collaborated with Breland. Yes. Yes. So many collabs. This is cool. Which is fun because he's here today too. Yes. Uh, we may or may not have a little surprise coming later. So stay tuned. Well, he actually said it. Like, he was like, Did he? I may have a little ah! surprise coming. <laughs> I think I could put two and two together there. Yeah. We were scheming a little bit. He... <laughs> I love his song for what it's worth. I'm such a fan of what he does. Um, and he reached out about the song and asked me to write a verse to it. And immediately I was like, I could write a verse in five seconds. Like I immediately saw myself in that song and I was thinking, how many times have I wished an ex would come back and say this to me? Yeah. Again, a mature take on a breakup song. Like we need more of this. Um, so I got in, the, I wrote this second verse with Liz Rose, who's an icon. I'm not sure if you know her songs, but she's written for like Taylor Swift, White Horse, You Belong With Me, Girl Crush by Little Big Town. Wow. Um, talk about another full circle moment. Like writing with her has been, I grew up on those songs. So to be able to now be at a place where I'm like, able to tell my story with these people too is yeah, incredible so we wrote the second verse and um it's been one of my favorite collabs i've ever done and i'm very picky with like collabs i don't do a ton because i want them to feel like purposeful and i always want them to feel really authentic and yeah. this this one definitely was that amazing do you have any dream collabs i mean you've, you've pretty much nailed the collabing but are there some in the pipeline or some you'd love yeah there's i've always got tricks up my sleeve um <laughs> But I think, like, there's so many artists, like Post Malone, for example. Like, oh, artists wow. in other yeah. genres. Like, I would love to kind of just see what happens when we get, like, two different kind of vibes together working on the same song. Uh, Post is a dream. There's Bon Iver. Are you familiar with him? Yes. 
I love Did his he do music. Skinny Love? Um, he did a cover of it that I love. I think he did a cover of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just got so many amazing songs, and his voice is iconic. So yeah, I would he's love got a great to, I would love to collaborate with him. There's another artist I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, The Japanese House. No. She is kind of breaking onto the scene at, like, indie pop. I'm always discovering music. Like, I, I love all of these kind of more under-the-radar artists, but um, she's another person that I think would be really cool to collaborate amazing. with. Amazing. Yeah. And finally, do you have a message for your UK fans? Um, my message for my UK fans is thank you for loving me and my music before I ever got here. Like, I just got here for the first time this year, but people keep coming up to me and being like, I've followed you since Slow Down and, like, these early songs that I released. So thank you, and you'll be seeing a lot more of me. I can't wait to come back and hopefully do a headline tour and just spend a lot more time out here because y'all are the best fans in the world. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Lana Springsteen. We've loved talking to you on Absolute Radio Country. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, Podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 